Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 5, The Secret Tunnel I don't know if I'm more mad or scared, Jenny said. First, the Bible disappears right in front of our noses. Then the house key disappears. Now someone took my new watch. This is really strange, Dee Dee said. Who was here but Marcus, Mom, and the two of us? And we were either in this room or with them the whole time. I think we have a thief in this house, Jenny declared, and I vote we call the police. And tell them what? That someone stole an old beat-up Bible, a key, and a kid's watch while we were awake in the same house? I don't think so. Well, what do we do then? Jenny put her hands on her hips and stared at her friend. Let's keep exploring, Dee Dee said. This house has a lot of secrets. Maybe whoever's taking our things is using the secret passage. Maybe we can catch them or find where our stuff is hidden. Okay, Jenny agreed. Let's start with that closet. I just know it's hiding a secret passage. Dee Dee grabbed the old chair from the corner. We need a chair to reach the ceiling, she said. Help me move this one. Together, Dee Dee and Jenny dragged and pushed the chair into the closet. When it was in place, Jenny dug through her suitcase and found the flashlight she had brought along. She stepped onto the chair and reached up as high as she could, but she still couldn't quite reach the ceiling. What now, she asked. Dee Dee thought a moment. Let me get on the chair with you. I'll boost you up to the opening, and you can look and see if there's anything up there. After Dee Dee climbed onto the chair with Jenny, Jenny lifted one foot and stepped into Dee Dee's cupped hands. Dee Dee lifted her hand up until Jenny's fingers could just reach the edge of the hole. Hold on for just a second, Jenny said. She lay her flashlight on the upper edge of the dark hole and grabbed the opening with both hands. Now push! Jenny, the chair's leg looks awfully wobbly, Dee Dee said. You'd better hurry up. Just as those words left Dee Dee's mouth, she heard the sound of wood cracking. Suddenly, there was no chair under her. Eek! Dee Dee screamed. She fell against the side of the closet, then hit the floor. I think I'm okay, she said, but the chair is in pieces. Are you okay, Jenny? Dee Dee looked around, but didn't see her friend. Jenny, where are you? Up here, Jenny answered. She was still hanging from the hole in the ceiling. How do I get down? Hold on just a second, Dee Dee said, pushing the broken chair out of the way. Now drop. Jenny hesitated a second, then dropped to the floor. The two of them looked at each other and giggled. Why did you come back down, Dee Dee asked. I thought you would climb on through. Well, while I was hanging up there, I realized that if your grandmother was a girl like us, she probably couldn't climb into her ceiling like this either, Jenny said. The opening had to be easier to get to than this. Maybe we are doing this the hard way, Dee Dee said. We've got the diary. Maybe it tells us where the secret passage is. Her words were answered by a rolling sound. Both girls looked up at the hole to the attic just in time to see Jenny's flashlight roll away from the edge. Then they heard it drop somewhere. Well, now we have no flashlight, Jenny said. Dee Dee and Jenny went back to the diary. They flipped through many pages that were faded and impossible to read. Then they opened to August 1. I sneaked in to see Captain Morgan tonight. He is a good man. I believe that. He's done bad things before, but Daddy is reading the Bible with him every night. His wound is getting better, and soon he will be able to go outside. A week later, Dee Dee's grandmother had written, August 8. Tonight, Captain Morgan told me about a bad thing he did to a black family down in Mississippi. He burned their house and killed the Daddy. He is real sad about it now, especially because Daddy told him that other white men burned our house before. 
Captain Morgan said he loves Jesus now and he wants to do something for this family. Finally, the girls found one more entry that was not faded. August 11. I lost my Captain Morgan, but Jesus will take care of him now. I will miss him. Henry did stay with us like Captain Morgan promised, but he had to stay in the cellar. Daddy says, if people see Henry, we will get in trouble. I sneak down to see Henry every night. I love Henry, but I love Captain Morgan more. Goodbye. There were no more entries in the book. Dee Dee closed the diary and rolled over on the bed to look at Jenny. So Captain Morgan did die, Dee Dee said. How sad. It sounds like Grandma really loved him. They must have taken him down to the river and killed him like we heard. Who's Henry, Jenny asked. The diary talks about Henry staying in the cellar. That's the basement, Dee Dee said. That's what I thought, Jenny said. But who was there? Maybe Henry was one of Captain Morgan's... Another sailor, maybe? I don't know who Henry is, but I do know I am getting tired, Dee Dee said. Yeah, if I had my watch, I could tell you how late it's getting, Jenny said. But I don't. We'll look for your watch tomorrow, Dee Dee said, yawning. And for Henry. The girls put their pajamas on, said their prayers, and climbed into their sleeping bags. Good night, Jenny said, switching off the light. Night, said Dee Dee, yawning again. Jenny lay awake listening to the wind blow through the branches of the old oak tree outside the window. Then she heard another sound. It sounded like fingernails scratching slowly across a chalkboard. Something squeaked. Jenny sat up suddenly. What if it was a rat? Dee Dee, Dee Dee, did you hear that? Dee Dee's response came back slowly. Did I hear what? Jenny was wide awake. I heard a rat. At least it sounded like a rat. Dee Dee rolled over. I didn't hear anything. Now go to sleep. Jenny took a deep breath and lay down. I was sure I heard a rat, she said, mostly to herself. Jenny was just about to drift off to sleep when she felt Dee Dee shaking her awake. Jenny, listen. Jenny shook the cobwebs out of her mind and listened. Off in the distance, she heard a tearing sound, then a muffled voice, then something banged. Jenny turned over and looked in Dee Dee's direction, and immediately she noticed something strange. Look, she said, grabbing Dee Dee by the shoulder. The two of them looked across the wooden floor to the base of the far wall. Where the wall and the floor met, a line of yellow light shone toward them. Where's that coming from? Dee Dee asked. There's no door on that wall. It must be my flashlight that rolled around in the attic, Jenny answered. It's inside the wall. It's showing us where the opening to the secret passage is. Jenny and Dee Dee crawled across the floor on their stomachs to peer into the tiny crack where the light shone through. Dee Dee studied it closely before she finally said something. Look, there's a little door here. It's been wallpapered over, but if this is the bottom of the door, it should open if we pull it. Here. Dee Dee dug her fingernails into the wallpaper at a point about a foot above the floor. The wallpaper pulled apart easily, and the hidden door opened. Dust and cobwebs greeted the girls, and Dee Dee coughed a couple of times, but immediately they saw Jenny's flashlight shining at them about eight feet down the narrow crawl space. Well, what are we waiting for, Dee Dee said. Let's follow it and see where it goes. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 7, The Clue in the Secret Passage, written by Glenn Robinson edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. 
If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.